Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. At the time of this recording, it is December 24th, 2021. I am still writing 2020 on everything I have to sign and date. I don't know what is wrong with me. I must have blacked out this year. My mind is still in 2020. Not really sure what happened, but I realized today that it's Christmas Eve and that 2020 is about two seconds away. So I thought, Today could be a great time to reflect on what went really well this year, what didn't go so well, some lessons I've learned, and what's on the roadmap for 2022. So without further ado, let's get into what went well in 2021. We hired two in-house team members, a sales executive and a marketing coordinator. They are fantastic and they have contributed to my company's growth. And I'm so excited to bring them into 2022 with me. If you haven't already made your first hire and you're at the point in business where you're doing all the things yourself and you're feeling really overwhelmed, I recommend bringing in an in-house team member, somebody who is all in on your business. It doesn't have to be a full-time salaried employee. It can be someone who works on a part-time basis as a contractor. 10 out of 10 recommend bringing in help though, because it makes a world of difference. Bringing in really good team members has allowed me to take a step back from the day-to-day and focus on planning and strategy and really working with my current clients. Something else that went really well this year was our income. Despite not reaching our revenue goal, we still managed to 3x our yearly revenue, which we have done for the last couple of years. And I'm really proud of that. Halfway through the year, we pivoted into a more sustainable business model. For my OG listeners, you know that I was a sales and marketing coach, a very human-to-human space. It was great. However, this last summer, I was so burnt out. I was exhausted. I was doing so many things, launching tons of offers because as a coach, one of the ways that you make money is by launching. And that's what I was doing nonstop for about a year and a half. I was over. I was done. At the same time, I had bigger companies reaching out to see if I offered consulting. I had old clients who were asking if I was ever going to offer done for you services. And I had this light bulb moment where I was like, I actually really enjoy building out funnels. I love consulting. Why am I not offering these services? So what we did is we wrapped up coaching with our clients and we moved over into a done for you and consulting agency model. And I am so glad we did. For me, 
that model is just more sustainable and a little bit more scalable. The other thing I'm super proud of is I bootstrap a second business. In June, actually on my birthday, I filed my LLC for doggy issues, really not knowing what I was getting myself into. I had no idea that it was going to cost three times as much as I initially anticipated and take three times as long to bring a product to market. But it was such a great learning experience, and I'm proud to say that by the end of Q1, we should be breaking even if all goes well and we keep up the same growth. We've been spotted on professional athletes, celebrities, and bigger influencers. Every time a customer tags us in a picture on Instagram, I do like a little happy dance. I'm so thrilled at how much our customers have loved our products. Last but not least, we have a lot of big wins, but I really wanted to keep this episode short and sweet per usual, so I didn't include everything in here. But the last one I want to touch on is that this podcast was ranked in the top 5% in the world, which would not be possible without you guys. So I appreciate you rating and reviewing and sharing my podcast on social media and telling your friends and family. But yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And if there's anything you'd like to see on this podcast in 2022, DM me and let me know. All right, now that we've talked about what went well this year, let's talk about things that were not as great. I experienced the worst burnout of my life and probably some of the worst anxiety of my life as well this past year. Burnout hit me really hard at the end of June, beginning of July. I remember having headaches every day. My brain fog was so bad. I remember when clients would ask me a question or a team member would ask me a question, I had such a hard time coming up with an answer. I remember being so spacey. I had such a difficult time working and doing typical tasks that were like nothing for me to do. Like everything seemed so hard for me at this time. I was also experiencing really bad vertigo. I would wake up in the morning and I would feel drunk. I actually thought that something was really wrong with me until I took some time off of work and really reevaluated things. And taking time off and really focusing on my health and wellness made me realize, oh my God, like that was burnout. I thought I had experienced burnout working in corporate America, but nothing to this extent. Let's kind of talk about the anxiety part of things. And I think that I don't think I've ever opened up and really talked about anxiety before. For the longest time, I was so embarrassed that I even had anxiety. I refused to tell friends or family members. I was so embarrassed that I had to go to therapy. And now that we're in 2021, it's so normal. I now have really great friends who openly talk about anxiety and depression and what they're doing to improve on their mental health. It makes me really happy that people are openly talking about mental health and that it's pretty acceptable to struggle with mental health but still be wildly successful. You can do both. You can be both. You can struggle with your anxiety and you can still make cash money. So let me kind of talk about what I was going through. At the same time where my anxiety was kind of flaring up, I was also going through burnout. They kind of went hand in hand together. It happened at the same time. Around this time, everything was starting to open back up in the States, not worldwide, but here in the U.S., here in Kentucky specifically, things were opening back up. Life was kind of going back to normal. I could not go back to normal. I was watching all of my friends go out, get drinks, go to dinner, 
go to gatherings. And my anxiety was so bad when I tried to do the things I used to do. I found myself really struggling to go to bars and restaurants. Standing in line at the grocery store was also really difficult for me. And I am now at a much better place. Like I would say now in December, I'm able to go to bars. I'm able to get drinks. I'm fine going grocery shopping and whatnot. I'm fine seeing friends. I still really struggle with restaurants. For some reason, I struggled to sit down, enjoy a meal. I really struggled to have to wait for extended periods of time. It's really interesting how things that never bothered me pre-COVID now bother me and now are such a big cause of anxiety. But this summer when I was experiencing anxiety like this, like really crippling anxiety that I haven't really experienced before, I knew I had to go back to therapy. I have been in therapy, in and out of therapy for a couple of years, since my second year of grad school, so early 20s. And right before COVID happened, I stopped going. When I moved back to Louisville in 2019, I just couldn't find a therapist that really fit. And around that time too, I felt like I had all of the tools I needed to work through my anxiety. And I was fine. The first year of COVID, not a big deal. I don't ever remember feeling anxious, but at the same time, I wasn't really doing anything. So I finally went back to therapy this past summer and y'all, I truly believe that everybody should go to therapy at least once in their life because it can truly change your life. I now feel like I'm understanding where my anxiety comes from. I understand burnout a little bit better. I understand stress better. And my therapist is great because she takes a very holistic approach. So she really tries to dig deep and figure out what's actually going on, whether it's me not getting enough time outside in the sunshine or me needing blood work done or getting enough sleep at night. She takes such a holistic approach to mental health and I really appreciate that. But now going into 2022, I just feel like I'm making so much progress when it comes to anxiety. And without a therapist, I would not be where I'm at today. So very, very grateful for therapy and how far it's taken me, especially in the last six months. So if you are struggling, I want to say this to you real quick. If you're struggling with anxiety or you're struggling with depression, do not be afraid to get help. It takes a while to find a really great therapist who you vibe with. It takes a while to kind of settle into therapy and open up and have those really deep conversations and peel back the layers, but it is so worth it. Do not be afraid to go to therapy. Therapists are not scary. They're wonderful people who are there to help you improve as a person. Okay, now that we've gotten the burnout and anxiety conversation out of the way, the other thing I really struggled with, and it was after we made a pivot and we kind of let go of coaching clients, pivoted into consulting and done for you, I saw a couple of really slow months this year. And I think that it's normal as a business to have slow seasons, but I've never had a slow season until the latter half of this year. I've never experienced a slow season before. So of course, my income isn't going up and going up and going up month after month. I started to feel this panic. I had to remind myself that we just made a really big pivot. We completely rebranded. We're going after a different type of clientele. We're offering different services. We're essentially rebuilding the business from scratch. I had to remind myself that having slow months, it was okay, perfectly normal. And we were going to get through anything that was thrown our way. And we did. (laughs) 
and we're going into the new year in a much better place. So for anyone who is struggling, if you're having a slow month and you've never experienced a slow month before, one, know that that is normal. Most businesses have slow seasons. Most businesses will have slow months. It doesn't mean that you're not successful. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily doing something wrong. As a small business, things will ebb and flow, and that's perfectly okay. To prepare for those moments, make sure to have a business savings. I like to call it a hill and valley fund. Anytime I have a really great month, I stash money away in my hill and valley fund because if we have a slow month, I want to be able to still pay the bills and have a lot left over. I still want to be able to pay myself my salary. The second tip I would give to someone who's worried about a slow month is to make sure that all of your clients are on extended payment plans. Now, I know that a lot of people are so fearful of extended payment plans. People think like, oh my God, what happens if a client doesn't pay me? Guess what? I have worked with almost 200 clients in the last three years, two and a half years, and I've only had three clients default on payments and ghost me and totally disappear off the face of the year. Three clients out of almost 200. I'm not afraid to put people on extended payment plans, and usually it works out for the client as well. They don't necessarily want to hand over $9,000 up front. You know what I mean? So it, it's beneficial to both. And I find that when clients are on extended payment plans, I tend to manage my money a bit better than when people pay me up front. Also, when it comes to slower months, you can use that time effectively. You can use that time to really evaluate your business and figure out what's going well, what could be changed. You can use that time to plan for the future. You can use that time to hire team members. That time can be used really well. Don't be afraid of slow seasons because it can actually be really beneficial for your business. What's the saying? With an arrow, you pull back before you propel forward. But yeah, don't be afraid to kind of scale back for a second. It's never a bad thing. Okay, I want to talk about some of the lessons I learned this year. Some really valuable lessons. Number one, what you fixate on quickly becomes your reality. If you are so focused on the money you don't have, you'll continue to find ways to support that argument. You'll find ways to stay broke. However, if you focus on the money and the clients that you do have, you'll attract more. You guys know I'm not super into like the woo-woo, attraction marketing, yada, yada, yada. I'm very strategic. I come from corporate. But I do believe in this because I've seen it work for myself. I notice that if I'm focused on things that are negative, I bring more negative into my life. But when I focus on the things I have, even if it's small things, right? Even if it's the free Starbucks I got today, or if I focus on the cash back I got from my credit card, if I focus on those small things, if I find proof that money freaking loves me, I get more money. I sign more clients. I know it sounds so silly. It's such a small thing, but focus on all of the good and you bring more good into your life. That applies to business and your personal life, by the way. Number two, if you want to grow a business, you have to constantly evolve. Don't continue doing things because that's what you've always done. That is the quickest way to kill your business. Your competitors are constantly evolving. Your clients are going to look to you to constantly evolve as well. Number three, if you're multi-passionate, lean into it. I sure did this year and boy, oh boy, has it increased my happiness level. I love 
having multiple projects to work on, meeting two businesses, training for half marathons, planning a wedding. I love to spread myself out and be working on different things. Being multi-passionate doesn't mean you lack focus. It just means that you love to work on different projects and it's totally okay. Figure out what you can monetize and run with it. The last lesson I've learned this year is that hiring really motivated and hardworking team members can make the biggest difference in business growth. Don't be afraid to bring in help. I know as a solopreneur that you want to do all the things yourself. You're terrified of giving somebody your sales. You're terrified of handing over internal marketing. But let me tell you, when you hand off sales, you now have 10 hours back per week. What could you do with that 10 hours? You could work on a strategy for Q1. You could search for more team members. But what I'm saying is that hiring just makes a really big difference. Don't be afraid to hire good people. Okay, last but not least, let's talk about what's on the roadmap for neat marketing in 2022. I'm really excited. So first up, I will be investing more in my team. The goal, the intention for 2022 is to have enough clients to justify bringing in a junior marketing consultant. I would absolutely love to bring in another me to manage client accounts. And I'm going to tell you guys why in just a second. I also have a few interviews booked for this podcast. We have never done interviews up until this point, but I really wanted to bring in some really fun guests for 2022. I cannot wait to share some of the interviews we've already conducted. You guys are going to love who I've brought in. Next up, I intend to sign a billion-dollar brand. Now, we have already worked with a few million-dollar, multi-million-dollar clients, but signing a billion-dollar brand would be huge, so, so big for me. Okay, so this is why I'd like to bring in a junior marketing consultant. I intend to land a book deal by this time next year. Oh, what you're like, what, Jen? No, you're a podcaster. You're a business owner. You're not a you're not an author. I know, trust me, I know. However, I would love to put all of my knowledge into a book and to be able to give it to somebody for $15. I want my knowledge to be accessible regardless of where you're at in your business journey, regardless of what your budget is. I have so much to share and I want to share it. I want to do it in a way that makes sense and for me a book makes a lot of sense and it also is great for visibility purposes as well. So right now I've started to build out my book proposal. Oh my god, it's so weird. It's so weird saying that out loud, but I'm really excited. So I'll keep you guys updated on that journey because I know it's going to be it's going to be a long journey. It's going to be a very difficult journey, but it's going to be a journey. Did you guys know that journey was one of the most popular corporate buzzwords in 2021? And I just for some reason, love that word because it doesn't mean good. It doesn't mean bad. It's just a journey. It's so neutral. I think I'm going to be saying journey a lot in 2022 as well. The last thing that's kind of coming down the pipe for 2022 is that I would love to land more paid speaking events. I love getting up on stage and talking to people. I love sharing my knowledge with people in that way. I get so much energy from a crowd. So I hope to do more of that, especially as we see more events come back in 2022. 
And this also just comes back to visibility, right? When I'm in front of people, I get to be a little bit more visible. People learn about me marketing. We bring in more clients. Standing in front of people and speaking is a great top of funnel strategy. Okay, guys, I'm not going to repeat all of this because I feel like I covered so much when it came to what went well, what didn't go well, lessons learned, and what's coming down the pipe for 2022. But I hope that you enjoyed this episode, this little recap. If you guys have questions about anything I've talked about today or what's coming up for us next year, don't be afraid to send me a DM. DMs are always open. Either I'll send you a message or one of my team members will respond. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast this year. I love you guys. And I know this is so cliche, but I'll see you guys next year. 